Drummond once wrote a celebrated essay on love which he titled The Greatest Thing in the World. I have never met anyone who disagreed with the axiom that love is the greatest thing in the world, but I frequently talk to people who despair of ever finding it. They are convinced that they are unlovable, and indeed their track records seem to bear out that conviction. But in years of counseling, I have never met a person who was permanently disabled for love. It is possible that you have developed some rough edges which complicate your relationships and get you into trouble. But at the core, you are fully capable of loving and being loved. On Saturdays, it is my habit to enjoy a long lunch with some former patient. I usually return to the office glad to be a counselor for these people, many of whom were in desperate crisis when they began therapy, I find to be happier and better equipped to deal with their world. It is often humbling to talk with these old friends because they have made so much progress without me. Sometimes I had discharged them with misgivings, but now they are functioning well and miles down the road. Why? always because they have connected with one or two persons who have loved them and whom they have loved back. They have discovered the friendship factor. Here is a young systems analyst who had been shy and withdrawn all his life. He came to us because his depression was overpowering and he feared that something was about to crack. It was three years ago that he had his last session, and at that time I knew that he might suffer a relapse and have to return to therapy. But here he is, sitting across the table telling me about the ski club of which he is treasure. Where on earth did he find the courage to take on a job like that, I ask. I guess I've changed alright, he replies. Not that I'm the party type, never will be that, but I'm not afraid of people anymore. And that's probably because of a couple of friendships I've developed at the office. I began looking for other shy people I might relate to, and one older fellow and I really headed off. He's also a skier, and we do a lot of things together. But the best thing is having somebody to talk to. I mean really talk to. I can tell him anything without his giving me a lecture, and he confides in me a lot too. Not that there's anything homosexual about our friendship, he grinned. As a matter of fact, you'll be interested to know that I've got a girlfriend now, too. We haven't dated very long, and sometimes I'm scared to death, but it's my friendship with Harv that's given me the courage to relate to women. It works every time. Anyone who dares to try the principles of love and who will apply them to new friendships begins to experience self-assuring power. That new confidence enables them to try other bondings. It has been the assumption of this that you can have a life filled with love, no matter how lucky or lacking in the social graces, no matter how poorly suited you feel that your personality is for friendship. You can be lovable, and unless you live in an isolated cabin in the Yukon, you can establish deep and lasting connections with other people. Love comes not to those who are merely good-looking or talented. Beauty and talent never make for lasting relationships. Love is something you do. And if you will employ the basic laws, you can have great friendships.